Hello, I'm Dennis Nunn, and I want to welcome you to this special New Year's Day podcast of Every Believer Witness. I don't know if you make New Year's resolutions or not, but I want to encourage you, if you've never made one or you make them all the time, to make a very special New Year's resolution this year. And here it is. In 2022, I'm going to pray every day and ask God to help me take advantage of every opportunity to share the good news of my Savior, the Lord Jesus. The reason I'm encouraging us all to make that resolution, there's a sad fact is very few people are sharing the good news of Jesus outside the church building. Uh, I'm sure a lot of folks are apathetic. They, they, they just really don't care. But if you're listening or watching, I don't think you fall into this category. And some of you are doing a great job, far better than me of sharing, but others, you know, want to, but reality is you kind of have a, a I can't do it uh, belief, a mistaken belief of I can't do it because you're thinking I don't know enough or I'm not a good enough speaker or uh, I'm scared or some other thought that's going through your mind that the world and the devil and your flesh have put in to make you think you can't do it. So this podcast, to kick off 2022, I want to show you from God's Word, the fact is, I can do it, you can do it. And so I want to start by looking at the book of Acts. You remember in Acts, when the local churches started, and Peter and John preach a while, and then Stephen in chapter 7 is one of the deacons, is martyred, and it says... In Acts chapter 8, on that day, a great persecution broke out against the church at Jerusalem, and all except the apostles were scattered throughout Judea and Samaria. Now, I want you to notice, especially what it, who was scattered. The day of, of Stephen's martyrdom, they were all scattered except the apostles. So I live in Summerfield, North Carolina, and if, if this was speaking of Summerfield, it would say, uh, today... It would say, and all the believers in Summerfield were scattered abroad except for the pastors. In other words, the church leaders didn't get scattered. Just regular people like you and like me were the ones that got scattered. And notice what they did when they were scattered. Those who were scattered preached the word wherever they went. Notice wherever they went. Now, you don't have to understand Greek to understand the New Testament. But it is interesting. There are two main Greek words, which the New Testament was written in Greek, that are translated preach in English. One of them is the word caruso, and it means to proclaim or to herald. And that's a word that's used like in Acts 8, 5, where Philip went down and preached in Samaria. The other word is the word euangelizo. The noun form is euangelion, which simply means good news. And obviously, we get our word evangelize from euangelizo. And the context of this word determines what the good news is. I mean, it just literally means good news. For example, in Luke 1, when an angel came to Zacharias, he said, I got some good news. I got some euangelion for you. You're going to have a baby. Paul told the Thessalonians, I really was encouraged when Timothy came back and brought me the euangelion, the good news about you. But most of the time in the New Testament, the euangelion refers to the good news about 
Jesus Christ. And that's the word that's used here. Now, it's interesting when they share it, when they share the good news, you know, and by the way, do you know the word gospel literally means good news? That's the very meaning of the word good news, uh, gospel. So the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ is the good news about Jesus Christ. And notice what Paul said to the Romans in context and to us by application. He said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Why not? Why are you not ashamed of the gospel, Paul? Because it is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes, first for the Jew, then for the Gentile. Now notice very carefully, I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power. You see, we mistakenly think that we have some power about, about it, but the power, it power, is in the gospel. And I'm going to point out again in a minute, we're just messengers, like FedEx delivers a package, UPS delivers a package, maybe the post office delivers a package, maybe not, uh, no offense, you postman, uh, but, but a package comes, and the person that comes to the door, the mailbox, they're, they're, not, uh, they're not important, they're just delivering the package. That's the way it is us when we're delivering the gospel. The power's not in the person delivering the package. It's in the package. It's in the gospel. And, and now, if we're not supposed to be ashamed of the gospel, exactly what is the gospel? We use the term. What does it mean? Paul defined the gospel for us in 1 Corinthians 15. And notice what he says. I want to remind you of the gospel. Now, here's the gospel in a nutshell. There are a lot of ramifications and a lot of parts of it, but here's the gospel in a nutshell. Christ died for our sins, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day. You know, when Paul talks about, God forbid that I would glory except in the cross on which Jesus died. And, and we sing songs like the old rugged cross, or at least we used to. And, and, and it's wonderful, but in reality, the cross is half the gospel. The full gospel is that Jesus died for our sins, but that he rose again. In other words, when he died on the cross, he proved he was willing to forgive us and save us. When he rose from the dead, he proved he was able to forgive us and save us. And so it's very important to remember, I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it's the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus where the power is. And you don't have to quote this verse, but you just want to share about how you came to realize it, how, I, how you came and it made a difference in your life. We just want to be the messengers to deliver the gospel. And here's reality. God expects every one of his children to be delivering the message. And you're thinking, no, no, I, I know Dennis, but, but, but I can't do it. Well, I want to encourage you. I want to show you again from God's word. In Acts chapter 3, Peter and John heal a lame man. And this is very upsetting to the religious leaders. And they call, they arrest them, first of all. The next day they call them in. And they're saying, uh, how do you heal that guy? And they said, well, just let me tell you right now. If you want to know how this guy got healed, it's in the name of Jesus of Nazareth this guy got healed. And uh, in fact, there's no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. 
And notice the response of the religious leaders. When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished. Some translations say ignorant and uneducated, ignorant and unlearned. In other words, these were not seminary graduates. These were not ministers. These were not professionals. These weren't even highly gifted people. They weren't educated. They, they noticed that they were, man, who are these guys? They, they haven't been trained or anything. They're just like, they're like ordinary people. How, how in the world are they doing this? And so when we think, I can't do it, this demolishes that idea of I can't do it. Are you, uh, now you can't be educated, don't, don't get me wrong, nothing wrong with you. You may be a polished speaker, nothing wrong, but that's not where the power is. The power is in the gospel. We deliver it with love, we encourage, we exhort, we have passion, but that's not what has the power to open people's eyes. It's the Spirit of God taking the Word of God. Have you ever thought about this? I, there have been times I have. You see some famous athlete or some famous person, you think, oh, man, if they got saved, God could really use them. No, 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 no. Now, the fact is he could, but God's not interested in taking highly gifted, influential people because if they're the folks who do it, so often it's easy for them to get the glory. No, God wants to use me. God wants to use you ordinary people to share the gospel. So let's kind of personalize this. How are you doing in sharing the good news of your Savior, the Lord Jesus? Are you, are you very actively doing it? None of us are perfect, but are you actively doing it? Praise God. But if you're not, I want to encourage you by thinking of Peter and John, unschooled, ordinary men, and notice what it says about them. When they saw the courage of Peter and John, realized that they were unschooled ordinary men, they were astonished. Notice, and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. You see, sharing the good news of our Savior is not about my eloquence. It's not about my presentation I memorized. It's about simply delivering the wonderful message that God loves us. He sent his son Jesus to die on the cross. He proved it was true. He raised him from the dead. And that everything people are looking for in life, they're only going to find in Jesus Christ. And it's the only way to have forgiveness of sins and have eternal life with Jesus Christ. And, and, and the, fact, the real key here is spending time or following the Lord Jesus Christ. When, when Jesus called Peter and John to start with. Do you remember what he said to them in Matthew 4, 19? Follow me, come follow me, Jesus said, and I will make you fishers of men. Here's reality. If I'm not fishing, I'm not following. I don't care how many Bible studies I go to or you go to. I don't care how faithful we are in church. I don't care how many good deeds we try to do to people. According to Jesus, if we're not fishing for men, for women, for young people, then we really are not following Jesus. So do you see this? 
It, it's not. It's not. When it comes to sharing Jesus, I can't do it. It's that I won't do it. You know, the fact is, we talk about what's important to us. Uh, a lot of times when I'm teaching, I'll ask people, uh, how many of you here are, are Tar Heel fans or Duke Blue Devil fans or NC State fans and wherever I might be, Clemson Tiger, Alabama? And uh, hands will go up. And I'll say, how many of you really love your, you, you, you're a really avid fan. You love your team. Hands will go up. I'll say, how many of you ever took a course in college on how to be a Clemson Tiger fan? How many of you took a, a, a class in school about how to be a fan? We didn't do it. I like to ask, how many of you like, like I am, or grandparents, hands go up. How many of you took a class on how to talk about your grandchildren? We didn't do that. We talk about our grandchildren because we love them. And you see, reality is, we talk about what we love. And I'm praying this new year, you'll make a resolution. I'm going to pray daily and ask God to help me take advantage of every opportunity to share the good news of my Savior, the Lord Jesus. And maybe we need to, at the same time, just say, Lord, help me fall in love with Jesus all over again. Because if we do, we will be sharing the good news that what he's done for us, he'll do for others if they want him to. God bless you. Happy New Year. Sharing Jesus.